This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is Joy 94.9's Family Matters podcast, your light-hearted look at parenthood and rainbow families, sponsored by Berry Street. Did you know that Berry Street seeks members of our LGBTI communities to become foster carers? Not only do they have a proud tradition of training and embracing LGBTIQ carers, they officially support marriage equality. Learn more now at berrystreet.org.au, a proud Joy sponsor for over five years. Now, we are joined in, in the studio by two very lovely people, two of my favourites, uh, Gina and Michelle, but yeah, two other favourites. Yeah. Um, we've got Karen from Parents of, uh, of Gender Diverse Children <laughs> and James from Proud to Play. You always get that wrong, Dave. <laughs> I know, I he do. Was, sorry, Karen. He always forgets the children. And last time he was here, I know Joe Hurst has has scolded him on it. You, your husbands, when we had the dads on, scolded Dave on I this. Know. It's, Karen's yeah. not happy. I'm getting a I know. At the it is a dirty look. Well. Not Dave, but Mama Mish is going to talk about <laughs> Queer Space. <laughs> so, safe, so Queer Space Melbourne is a safe space for LGBTIQ plus, LGBTIQI plus people. Can we just ch- decide on wh- on the acronym now, please? It keeps changing. Plus. But uh, plus, and a partridge and a pear tree. Yes. People and rainbow families. Welcome, Karen. Welcome, James. Hi. Tell us a bit about Queer Space. So Queer Space came out of a lot of research that was in um, Ireland during the referendum. So basically it showed that 150, oh, there was an increase of about 150% with mental health workers um, and facilities that offered mental health support. So what we wanted to do was create a space that people could come, get the support they needed there and then, rather than be waiting a year, which a lot of the times is the case, um, especially for the trans community at the moment, there's waits of up to a year and a half at some facilities. So we wanted to make a place where they could come straight away, get seen, get attention that they needed and also have that social interaction with others around them. Well, that's really good because I found that as um, unless you pay out of your pocket as a trans person to get assistance, any kind of mental health plans, you are sitting, you definitely are waiting for ages. Um, but if you go out of your own pocket, you're looking at about $300 a session, 10, 6, 7, yep. you know, it's, it's ridiculous. So, that, so oh, this is, this is great. So deal more in a sports space mm-hmm. and Karen deals more children. So, so talk to me further about this. How did you both get involved in this then? So Karen and I work closely on a lot of projects that we do together. Um, we always support each other where we can. Um, and same with Queer Space and Drummond Street Services. Mm. So whenever we work with them, we always work very closely. Um, we've been in talks since the start of the survey, basically talking about what can we do. Um, we know that people needed help and everybody was talking about doing things. Mm. Nobody was putting things into place. Um, Karen and I cracked it. I would say. (laughs) We cracked it and we said we want this to go ahead and make it happen. So we're just going to do it. Yeah. I don't want to be on the other other side of Karen's cracking it. No. No. She smiles lovely, but she carries a big stick. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Dave got that look earlier when he got the name wrong. But one of the things that I really love about this is a lot of people are putting together a day or a lunch and all those things are equally important. But this is something that, how I read the flyer, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is running for the length of the campaign is that right and ongoing after that as and well. ongoing yeah. as well so it's going to be there for the so not just for that one afternoon at one o'clock when i need to get to that one location to support no. me it is something that i can attend or or seek support whenever i need it is that how it works 
Yeah, basically. So Drummond Street Services does offer uh, a few different services for mental health facilities especially. This will just be on the particular dates that uh, um, we'll announce soon, Mm. but it is ongoing through the whole survey Mm -hmm. on those dates, so it's not just the one-off. It will be weekly and then it's other days as well. And then as we get closer to the survey announcement, um, we're doing it on a daily basis. Now, the first time I heard about this, there was a call-out for volunteers and participants. How is that? Have you got enough volunteers to support um, the space for the times that it's going to be available? We could never have enough volunteers. So we're always looking for more and more volunteers and we're really taking the approach that this is somewhere where you don't need to hold up placards, Mm -hmm. you don't need to go door knocking. This is, we want people who will make a cup of tea. We want people who always have wanted to have a conversation with young people about their lives, to share their experiences. Um, So we are still looking for volunteers and anybody who wants to come down as well, Mm -hmm. um, feel free to contact us on um, qspacemelb at gmail.com and we will send the address there. So we're not actually sharing the address. We're, we're going to talk about this in a sec, mm-hmm. but will volunteers, like I'm good at plunger coffee. I mm. can get Perfect. the ratios really good. I know some people are lousy at it. Mm. I'm very good at this. I, I'm happy issue, to put. Yeah. Can I just. Yeah, anyway. Okay, that's another um, story for another day. But I assume, will volunteers be briefed or trained? Do they need to have working with children's checks? Are there any sort of steps or anything like that? Yeah. That are... So all volunteers have to have working with children's checks. Yep. And then thanks to Drummond Street Services, they're offering training sessions. So mm-hmm. we've got two this week alone, another two the next week. So it's about a 90-minute session to teach you LGBTI 101, so it's just the basics, as well as anything you need to know about child safety policies and procedures. So I'm seeing on the flyer the different dates here. So there's 11th, 18th, 24th, 25th. So on those dates that are needed, so how much time would somebody want, would you need them for the day or would you need them for just an hour or two? Or? So uh, between 4 to 5.30 is our young LGBTI people and rainbow family sessions. Mm-hmm. And then between 6 and 7.30 is our older adults. So anybody over the age of 18 um, who wants to come in and have a conversation. So we're looking for volunteers who can do both of those, who can do one of them or who can do half of them. So it's really whatever they feel like they want to do. Now, you mentioned um, the location itself is not being publicly put out there. Can you can you talk us through the... Un- I know for myself why that would be attractive to me if I was 14, but can you tell me what the reason is by not putting out the address publicly? The philosophy behind that was about creating a safe space and creating a space where people could access this drop-in centre, drop-in space, without having to, say, navigate people identifying them or outing themselves or just so that they could feel safe to come in, be a bit anonymous, but have a welcoming, safe, open space where they could relax without having to feel like, you know, it was being advertised to the world, especially in, you know, the climate we find ourselves in at the moment. So people can just pop into the drop-in centre and just have a conversation. They don't need it's not like a formal counseling session or anything it's just a conversation also did this uh whole initiative did you have any research or stats from maybe like the irish referendum is that something that they did over there yeah no so ireland had a lot more time to plan all of their services before Mm. hand their referendum let me just say as well that ireland had to have a referendum because that was part of it (laughs) um we didn't so ours is a choice postal survey um ireland showed about 150 percent increase in the need for mental health support um, and their mental health facilities couldn't handle it. No what was the statistics? What was it? About 150% increase. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And the closer it got to the announcement of the date, yeah. the closer, uh, the further that it increased. So we're already seeing that. So a lot yeah. of our services are having such heightened yep. um, need and want for more pi- people and participants. It's why you're already seeing... Um, 
places like Q Life um, are getting highly funded as well. But people want face to face contact mm. that they're not getting. Mm. So if the, you're, you're individual organisations, parents of gender diverse children, and proud to play, is was there a high demand from from the people that you all talk, talk to daily, where you thought, guys, we need to get together and get something a lot bigger and for the community? Definitely, we've had increased demand since you know even talk of a postal survey mm. began. And I think we know in the families we support that social interaction is really, really important. And when people feel connected, they feel happier and they feel more resilient. And I think that was part of the philosophy behind this was to give some give people a stress-free place that was really open, really welcoming, have a cup of tea if you want a cup of tea, have a chat to people, play some games, you know, do whatever, just kind of chill out for a while. And but with no stress, but also having some perhaps some trained staff kind of hovering in the background if anyone needs them. Just in case. Just mm. in case, but no mm. pressure to, you know, talk about mm. issues or talk about, you know, your anything, just to, you know, just to drop in and have a cup of tea. Uh, I see, I, I saw something of a mention of activities. Is that is that specifically for kids? By Proud to Play? That uh, yeah, so the Proud to Play where we're running all the activities. Yeah. Um, it's also for for the over-18s as well. We're running okay. activities. So we already have things planned. We have... Yeah, well, I'm, I'm curious. Oh, what do you mean got, by activities? I well, mean, we actually worked Bowie through a Bowie earlier was going to make us lift dumbbells or whatever those uh, things yeah, I've you. lifted dumbbells with Bowie as yeah, well. Yeah. It's tough. Not me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, we've, we were organising all of the events. Uh, we've been organising them over the last week. We've got some pretty exciting things planned. We have yoga. Um, we've got a board game night, which doesn't sound fun but I swear no, we're is. making it No, fun. they're totally fine. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah, making yeah, wristbands. Um, for the young people, there's always going to be one room that's playing Steven Universe, which I don't know if you've What's seen that? it. It's a cartoon about a non-binary character and it's actually really good. I think I know this one. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then we'll be playing Will and Grace on the older, uh, during the <laughs> oh, older sessions I'm as in, well. I'm there. Yeah. Old, I'll that's be there. Um, so that will always be playing in one of the back rooms. So there's somewhere that people can, can go. Can I give you a, a tip? The other week, like I said, we had 17 kids from Rainbow Families here in the, in the studio recording a car a board like you know came out of one of the parents like purses and all of a sudden these kids that had never met all started playing you know to the point where i could not pull them into the studio because they were in a serious game at that point and i needed to just go all right fine play that hand you know, play that hand. You know a bit of a random fact for the uh, audience i don't think i've lost uno in about 15 years Ooh, that's just a random fact challenge. okay just a random fact challenge my five-year-old is a uno card shark <gasps> so i bet you she'll challenge you to okay, a game done game now challenge uh-uh. accepted Back to back to the task at hand here. Now you have to ask this in my mind. So this is a queer space, and we're to bring in kids, and we're bringing in um, you know some of the adults and things like that. How are the parents of gender diverse children who identify more as a hetero? How are how are they now? Big question there, Mama Mish. I'm going to let our lovely guests have a think about it while we hear from some sponsors. There's more from the Family Matters team in just a moment on Joy 94.9. Welcome back, Family Matters on Joy 94.9. We do have Karen from Parents of Gender Diverse Children in and also James, the CEO and founder of Proud to Play. If you've got any questions for them, you can SMS 0427 Joy 949 or you can email us on air at joy.org.au. I think Mushin at the front desk has gone home, so I'll be on the phones. one three hundred Joy 949 how can you be in two rooms at once, Dave? Well, I'm Super quick. Dave. I'm quick. Yes, he certainly <laughs> so, is. So the question we're asking me for is basically in a nutshell, how is this affecting the parents of gender diverse kids? 
Well, it's more how the yes, I think how, how the, the yes, yes campaign. campaign. Yeah. Uh, well, really the no campaign. No, it's the shitty no campaign. It is the it, shitty no campaign. Yep. And we're seeing, and, and to be honest, this no campaign, we all know, has got nothing to do with any, you know, girls marrying girls, boys marrying boys. It is throwing our kids under the bus and it is especially targeting our trans and gender diverse children. It is. It's just. It, it is. And now they have gloves are off. No secrets. Yeah. No. It's not even. There's no pretense that it's about marriage. It's about no, it's, gender and yeah. radical gender theory. Look at the parents that we speak to mm. are by and large furious. Furious that their kids are being attacked. Through We've no never th- seen this before. Yeah. This level. And of I don't. Hate I, I don't think even words can describe. Ever. No. The anger from. Uh, it's just. It's for me. It is hard to even comprehend the argument because it's not actually a part of the argument. And the issue that is forefront in our mind is that if these kids aren't supported, one in two will attempt suicide. Yeah. Well. At, and there's no other way to look at that but to say, you know what, you can't risk not supporting these kids. Well, I've been keeping. <laughs> Because I'm trying to say from the yes thing and the same-sex marriage thing because there's too many people already doing it. For me, where I start popping up is when um, they start talking about gay conversion therapy mm-hmm. and stuff with the kids. Because you know where my passion is with, with all of this, especially with the kids. And when we start talking again about gay conversion therapy, you just all of a sudden go, are you kidding me? This, is, this has already been proven wrong. And so I'm just seeing how the parents are affecting this where they could go either way they could pull away and go i want nothing to do this or they can come in and stand mm. strong so obviously you've seen an influx and parents are, be, are remaining strong i think so and look we do our best to put out there that the importance of supporting your kids and mm. supporting mm. these kids and because we know that when these kids are supported they do better can i just ask we know and it, it's been so much later we always know there is really a sh- was going to swear there. There is a lot of misinformation out there about trans and gender diverse kids. We've seen that this campaign has only just escalated that to... Ex- ex- to ex- I so want to swear and I'm not going to. We're not in that time slot. To just obscene levels. Are, pe- are parents seeing this and freaking out? Is is that is that getting through? Are people starting to question things, seeing... Yes. These, oh. Yes. Mm. P- parents that perhaps were supporting still early in the stages but of it was a little shaky yeah are starting to say well i saw this and, and you know yeah. there was like you know they quoted a doctor and they quoted a yeah. professor and there was a study and you know sure is there something in it yeah. and so we are de- we are fielding those questions wow. daily and, uh, and a lot of them how are you going about supporting the kids well we support parents yep and parents who are well supported have the resilience to support their kids. So, you know, we work at keeping parents strong. We provide them with all the legitimate, realistic, proper peer-reviewed articles that they can say, hey, Uncle Joe, you bigot, here's a real article. You know, here's the real facts. You know, stop bashing safe yeah. schools. Stop believing yeah. everything you read on Facebook. Gender Fair is a really good book and I've got a coffee autographed by <laughs> Joe Hurst. Love it. But, exactly. But for people who are involved in the argument, because most of Australians are involved just by being Australian and by being enrolled, there are so many people out there that are just generally uneducated and watching these disgusting no ad- ads and not actually you know, going on the websites, not going on Google, mm. going to find books and actually finding out about the statistics of gender diverse children. Um, 
and, and all that. They're just not doing it. And I don't think that's – no campaign knows that. No campaign knows no one's oh, going to research it. But well, well, speaking of research and statistics and help and things like that for the transgender children, you recently went to Anne's Path. I did. And this was the first time that trans children were actually brought up or discussed within the Anne's Path conference. And Joe Hurst was there actually presenting. Uh, yes, she was. She did an absolutely amazing job at a forum. So can you give us a, a bit of a rundown on, on the feedback of what they discussed while they were there? Uh, firstly, maybe tell us what Anspath is. It was yeah. a... Oh, the acronym gets me every <laughs> single time. I thought it was something to do with the bank at it's the start. It's Australian <laughs> and New Zealand Professional Association for Trans Health. It's basically specialists... Yeah, so it brought together 175 clinicians and members of sex and gender diverse community to the one uh, which is the largest conference of its type in Australia, yes. if not the Southern Hemisphere. Yes. It was amazing. It, yeah. it really was. As a parent, uh, it was just... Is this the first time you've attended? It is. It is. Did you walk away thinking, how good is this? Like, there's I so much cried. information, so much... And, I, you know, my heart is made from stone usually. Nah. And I <laughs> cried. And then I got to meet one of the speakers and I just went to say, you know, Did thank you. Did you thank you? And cried. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm still stuck on Karen crying. I'm, I'm just, I know. And <sighs> who was the speaker that you fangirled and cried and uh, gushed it's over? It's an American um, professor called Diane Ehrensaft. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about Diane. She runs a big or oversees a big clinic in on the uh, west coast of the United States. And one of the things that they do, which we love, is... They run the holiday program, like the camp, trans camp for these kids. And she oversees that. You know, it's not a sleepaway camp. You know, it's a day thing. But it's like in the school holidays and these kids can go there and just be who they are. And it's amazing. These are the real heroes, aren't they? Yeah. Really are. And she was so generous and so kind. And when we said, you know, we spoke to her and she said, I'll send you whatever you want. You can have all my stuff. You know, she was just... Gorgeous. I just, I, I remember we, I mean, we had, I had caught the flu and I brought Joe Hurst in to oversee David and Beck <laughs> as an adult in the room she a couple of weeks ago. She was fantastic. She's got, she's got she, a career in she radio. She really did. She, she was mama of the house and interviewed some of the people she was speaking with at the Anspath conference, which was a phenomenal, like she's got a place here whenever she's welcome. But she was actually nervous about speaking at the conference. Mm. How did, how did she do? Fantastic. Yeah. Amazing. She she was I've seen her speak a lot. Yeah. I speak to her every day and then she stood up there and everyone just owned the room. She owned the room. She walked in there and straight up there and it was just amazing. Everyone was so engaged. The yeah. people that she'd organized to speak and be part of the panel were amazing. And I know she put in so much time in the lead up. Yeah. You know, she really put in a lot of effort and it was just amazing. And I think every person in the room, there were so many questions and so much feedback. I think everyone really took away a lot from that. Yeah. It, it was it was lovely to watch. And she's Aww, a gun. And a fan and a is. friend of the show. She really we love is. her. Now one of the main outcomes uh, from the conference was that that governments of Australia and New Zealand should be providing more public funded evidence based quality healthcare to the trans community. How is how from a standard of rank of one to ten, what is that, that standard right now in Australia? Is it terrible? Is it poor? I can probably only speak to healthcare for young people mm-hmm. yep. under eighteen. Yep. And perhaps even more specifically for Victoria. Mm. 
Um, I know that various states around Australia have various amounts of care. Many don't have specific clinics. New South Wales in particular just closed down their clinic. Victoria has, you know, world standard yeah. clinic, but it's overwhelmed. It's got yep. a massive waiting list. And what's the f- where's the funding come from for that clinic? Is Victorian it- state government. Okay. And, and you know, they, they do their best, but, you know, it could always have their capacity increased and that's what we would push for. But I think, especially in Victoria, we're looking at 10 out of 10. It's pretty good. Oh, good. I'm going to ask another question about something that was released at Anne's Path, um, but we're just going to cut to a break before then. Welcome back. You are speak. You are listening to Family Matters. Mama Mish, producer Gina, hello, Dave. Yes, hashtag Find David Day. If you do want to get in on the conversation tonight, you can SMS us on 0427 Joy nine four nine, or you can email us on air at joy.org.au. Now, Gina, you- we've had a message. <gasps> we have had a message from Brett, who is loving the show and the music. Thank you. Oh, Brett, one of we those love you were too. my choices. Well, Brett, you know what? I'm DJ Dave tonight. I'm doing my song, so I'm going to take all that credit. So. Brett, thank you very much. It's good to get good to hear from the fans and good to get some good feedback. And if you want more good tunes, Tuesday morning, the tag theme, uh, you can hear more of the good tunes. Hey, and if you want to know more about film, the night before, just tune into outtakes and we can... Yeah, anyway, that's enough. No, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. You guys plugs. got plugs in here. You got trans POV, all yes, right? Yes, yes. So thank you very much. And so. also Family Matters next Thursday night. Yeah. Oh, that, that old chestnut. All right, Gina, <laughs> yes, you had sorry. a question for We did. Aaron. We were talking about how what a wonderful job um, Joe Hurst did at the... The Anspath conference a couple of weeks ago, and Joe Hurst, when she came in to talk to us about it, had mentioned that this is the first time they had a focus on trans and gender diverse youth um, and adolescents. And one of the things that was released, and, and Joe gave us a, a super quick f- um, phone interview two weeks ago, was there was Royal Children's Hospital launched some new Australian standards um, for working with transgender children in Australia, and apparently that was officially launched. It was. It was. So it's a standards of care Mm -hmm. for um, children and adolescents and young people. And it's an amazing document to support um, people who work in healthcare to um, basically treat kids that want intervention, that want treatment. And it gives non-specialist doctors, psychologists, some guidance and guidelines that they can work in. And I, I remember when, because I'd seen the link on Joe's page and, and quickly had a read of it, and even for non-doctorish people like me, sorry, mum and dad, I was never a doctor, I could read it <laughs> yeah. and actually understand. Um, it was a resource that it's it's spoken in a, in a language that is mm. something as a parent who's maybe thinking, going, my goodness, is, is this is what my journey might look like with my child. I would highly recommend people have a read. How do you think I feel as a trans person trying to read some of those documents as yeah. well, trying to understand health understand, health standards put in place even for myself yeah. or dealing with parents of trans kids going, what in the world is this even about? So to read something that's finally you kind of... You know, oh, look, it definitely gets yeah. a bit technical and, and stuff later on, but I think it's a really nice... I think a lot of care was taken to mm. make sure that it was approachable and usable for everybody and that the language was really well done. And also so yeah. that parents could take it to their GP and use it as yes. a conversation starter because that happens and yeah. it's needed. So on here we saw that there was the conference concluded with four very important motions from the floor. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is really testing Karen. I did read the first. The first one was that... I was going to uh, ask, how was the food? Because at conferences, you just... I read the first one before. That was the uh, that, 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 that the government's needed more public-funded, evidence-based funding, which is yep. obvious. Yep. And so they said that the governments of the, of the states and territories of Australia and New Zealand provide publicly-funded evidence based on quality health care to the trans community. Uh, that the Australian federal government immediately addressed the issue of cross-sex hormone therapy for young trans people without recourse to applications to the family court. Correct. Uh, that the governments of the, of the states and territories of Australia address the need to access quality trans health care for those Australians living in rural and remote areas, which is way overdue. And that the federal, state, and t- territory governments develop unifying laws that address the human rights of all trans-identified Australians. Yes. <laughs> was, we say yes here in the studio. So, we say yes. And I'm assuming you voted yes on all those motions, especially number two, which I, is about uh, applications to the family court. Yes. Kids. Which, is, yeah. which is extremely important. Yeah. Look, I, I think that also then, in a lot of ways, does follow again under number four. It's about having addressing those rights of all trans-identified Australians. Like, it's just... Those are just general rights that they should have. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's very important, you know, discussing in general. Before we chat to James about what Proud to Play are up to, just one last question. If uh, health professionals out there and they want to know more information about uh, gender diverse people, how would they go about that? They could contact Parents of Gender Diverse Children on our website, www.pgdc.org.au. We have a section for professionals and you can make contact with us that way and parents and allies. Fantastic. You do great work and, uh, you know, we know that you're probably being inundated with even more and more requests with this current campaign. We feel you. We are here for you as well. You know, I'll be there making plunger coffee if you need me to. I'm welcome, more than happy to put my hand up. I'll buy Karen a few uh, lemonades as well. Lemonades? Lemonades. Um, So James, CEO and founder of Proud to Play, obviously been around for just over a year. What are you guys up to right now? Oh, a few things. Um, Uh, A a few? Hang on. Introduce him correctly, David. The accolades he deserves before award-winning he is CEO the Dustin and Martin of the LGBTI community. <laughs> Welcome, James Olicardo. Is that good enough? Well, Dustin Martin, is that, is that like nice. a sports reference? Yeah, have, yeah, you bow, have you bowed yeah. to him yet? I think we all need to. Yeah, I did ask that on arrival. <laughs> and anybody not getting the uh, football reference, you can tune into Chicks Talking Footy on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Fabulous, 8 o'clock, <laughs> wonderful girls. So what are I proud to play up to? Um, well, we're heading to Adelaide. So one of the newest things that we're doing is going interstate, which is always okay. fun. Um, and we're taking along our friends at Parents of Gender Diverse Children, of Yay. course. Um, so we're going to go just start the conversation over in Adelaide that has been in Victoria for the last three or four years, talking about LGBTI diversity in sport with a particular focus on trans and gender diverse participation in sport. Um, that's a very, very long-winded conversation that needs to be had um, all around Australia, not just in Victoria. Yeah. So I feel when it comes to uh, trans... Uh, Issues. South Australia have been a little bit proactive in that space, haven't they? I have in the no past? idea. Yeah, I but um, they don't have the type of, um, I guess, facilities that we have here. So we've got our Vic Health, which yep. is a very um, accepting, very progressive um, healthcare facility that, well, healthcare organisation that, f- particularly in sport and development. And to, and to give a bit of an understanding of why it's so important for trans, especially young trans kids, is so, well, especially even also adults who are trans as well, but once someone comes out as a trans female, for example, 
they don't want to go and do anything sport. They don't want to do anything that makes them possibly bulk mm-hmm. up or, or look more masculine or yep. any or, or, or anything that, say, for example, footy comes across as such a masculine sport. But what's great is the women's AFL league was mm-hmm. helping turn that around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're seeing ill health. You're seeing you know depression. But kids aren't leaving the home. Uh, they don't want to interact with other human beings. It's it's just there's no space for them to kind of be constructive and then young trans men as well hiding and binding and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing so this is brilliant yeah and the the biggest thing like with what you just said is especially PE teachers sporting associations they don't know how to deal with things as well they don't ask questions they get frightened by the mm-hmm. littlest of things yeah. it always goes back to bathroom facilities and it always goes back to the little questions which you can answer with yep. one word but it's knowing who to ask well non-structured yeah. groups like you said mm-hmm. PE teachers mm-hmm. a lot of would be old school misogynistic football players they wouldn't be say leaders who are part of cricket or part of say field hockey and things Mm -hmm. like that so he's proud to play engaging with PE teachers yes so we had our held our first PE forum um two weeks ago which was in the city of Paran um and that had a great turnout with all PE teachers as well as healthcare professionals um who wanted to come and learn about the little subtleties that they could do to be more accepting of um gender diverse and trans young people in particular what are the, some of the basic steps so um a lot of people don't realize that there's actually a guideline out to help you so the Victorian mm-hmm. Equal Opportunities and Human Rights Commission has their transgender in sport policy guidelines um which is a really really easy document to read um as we were talking about before a lot of documents are very hard this is very easy to follow and it actually has three little pull-out documents as well. So one tells you exactly what you can do to be the most accepting accepting club as possible or accepting teacher as possible. Another tells you what you should be doing um, as in a proactive stance as well. And that's actually, the thing is, is I've spoken to several parents mm-hmm. and I've had parents come back to me and say, can you stop with the academic shit mm-hmm. and just give me the tools I need to help my kid? Yep. And they look at some of these documents and they're mm-hmm. going, that doesn't help me mm-hmm. actually help me with my kid mm-hmm. so what you're doing is actually amazing yeah so we let them call us and we will talk to the teachers on their behalf um we use the language that we know that the teachers need um we've all been sports coaches we've all been some of us have been teachers so we know what they need to hear and they just want the easiest possible way and the quickest possible way that they can make changes and what a lot of people don't realize is that those little quick changes can make the biggest difference Huge. especially to transgender diverse youth it's all in sets and reps and Adidas stripes and all that sort of but stuff. But you'd be well. surprised. It's that same language that yeah, we need to start using. Like I've got to hang out with James a little bit more. Sorry. No, but <laughs> no that's no the language you need to start using across the board in other places mm-hmm. too because it's the quick and easy fixes. It's it's the quick language. Mm-hmm. Just tell me what I need to do. And I'm finding it in corporate spaces, sports places, everywhere. Yep. And we are starting to see a change as well. So we know that a lot of sport classes and PD classes especially are incorporating pronouns into the start of each class so they're learning and understanding about trans and diverse people learning about their identities as well and it's giving people the opportunity to be themselves so for somebody listening what is that simple startup how, how would that i think definitely one out? is ask pronouns feel free to ask questions as long as they're respectful and you're not being rude yep. don't be afraid to ask people about how they like to be identified um, and who they are so like, it's as simple as i'm david 
I'm uh, he, him. Yeah, he, yep. him, his pronouns, I'm assuming, uh, which I shouldn't do. Um, but I'm James, <laughs> he, him, his pronouns. And we go around a circle in our sporting yep. organisations and we all say our pronouns because it just helps. It, it avoids having to ask awkward questions later. It avoids having to assume as well. And it just makes it all easier for that young person, especially, yeah. who now feels so much more safe and comfortable just by that little thing. Yep. It's also other things like bathroom facilities don't need to be so gendered. Like we live mm-hmm. in such a pink and blue world, especially in sport. And we need to take that out. We need to get rid of that pink and blue world. We need to accept everybody for who they are and that's it. Um, with with bathroom facilities, you just put up a sign. You can put up a signage over the female bathrooms. They're cubicles anyway. Do who it right cares? now. Yeah. Do it overnight. That's exactly yeah. right. And a lot of sports clubs say, oh, but it's not legal. No, it is. It's illegal. You're allowed to do it. Um, don't make up excuses. It's not that hard do to print right off now. a sign. Yeah. We've got a template on our website that you can get and you can print it off in a PDF format and stick it over that sign. And also, you, it, every club should just do it. You don't need uh, somebody in your club to you know be offended and discriminated before you actually move and do yeah. it. No. As a sporting club, you can do it right now. Every sporting club yeah. can do it overnight. Sport is um, so reactive as well, so until something happens is only yeah. when they want to change. Now, I love how we start getting into the deep and meaningful stuff right at the right end. end. But we, we uh, before... We want to congratulate we want to, you, yes. So, we James, you've been, up, you've been up in Sydney recently uh, and you came back uh, from Sydney with something extra. <laughs> now, that could sound... <laughs> really, for everybody out there who's got an imagination, you could come up with a range of things and you're probably right. It wasn't right. a disease. Yeah, that's right. Well, well, yeah. He's safe. And yeah. after Michelle gave him a lecture... Now, we are talking... You have, you have won an um, award. What's that yeah. award, James? Um, I won the Australian Community Leader of the Year Award. Wow. And just to add to that, at the Australian Leadership Excellent Awards, and you are the first candidate ever from Victoria to win this prestigious award. It is a very big feat. Well done, you. Thank you so much. Congratulations to James. Congratulations to Proud to Play doing a great job. Thank you for coming in. Thank you to Karen no, doing a great them, job as well. Because I've, I've still got more questions. Yes, I've got more okay. questions to ask them. Because there was something the on woods television. Must be the, the woods have got five minutes, and we'll be fine. Oh, of course, yes. But I wanted to ask. There was something was super important that aired on ABC, and I am name dropping because I pe- want people to go to iview and watch this nineteen minute film. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what was on ABC last night? It was a short film called First Day and it was produced by the ABC for International Day of the Girl and it starred my co-founder's daughter Evie McDonald and it was amazing. Oh. Oh and don't forget I shouldn't probably tell you. It's a bit of a spoiler for Gina who spoiler hasn't seen it yet. Switch over to one of those other stations for yeah. a second. Megan makes a cameo with her resting actress face. Oh, yes, I have seen the clip of that. As she charges down the hallway meaning business. Uh, now, Megan, if she's got any acting aspirations, I think maybe put them on the shelf. Oh, the you know what? Evie. Evie's got the talent. Evie's yes. gorgeous. Evie's very talented. I've seen little clips where Evie talks about being cast and the importance. Oh, yeah. Coming from Evie's voice themselves... Karen, your family watched this. What was their reaction watching this episode? Oh, my kids were quiet for 19 minutes, wow. first time oh. ever. So that, I think that's a big achievement. <laughs> a it's now running a rotation yeah. in our house <laughs> just to keep the peace. And look, they were riveted. I'm hearing Evie's quite a natural. Yes. She's, she is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And everyone says, I cried and I laughed and yeah. yeah. It just really reaches in and grabs you. And what I loved, um, Screen Australia today retweeted um, a tweet from Julie, the director, who yeah. said, if, you know, there is no such thing as not being able to cast a trans Ooh. actor in this role, you've just been lazy pretty much, was, yes. the, was, the, yeah. was 
was what that was saying and I completely agree and hats off. Too many people make excuses when it comes to casting where it could be cast correctly um, and they just make excuses and it takes time and it, and it, it is longer but if you're going to tell that story, you tell it right. But there's a lot of people in the wider community. There's a lot of talent there but yes. they're, not even, they're not even putting it out there. It's, it, it, some of us don't even know if there are people who wanted to actually go to a talent agent, we yeah. wouldn't even know where to go. Yeah. But there's a lot of us out there who actually... Well, apparently, we've heard that this was a highly competitive process because there were quite a few people auditioning like Evie and Evie was the best star on the day. Yeah, there Um, was. And look, I think (laughs) that the the director leveraged social media so well to get this out in a space where people would hear about it. Exactly. Where parents would hear about it, where kids would hear about it, so that they did get, you know, people that they wanted Again, I'm going to give a big shout out to the ABC because along with, which you can see now on iView, the first day starring Evie, good on you Evie, they have some amazing little videos for International Day of the Girl. So two of those, um, actually there's quite a few, but they've got little clips called Advice to My 12-Year-Old Self Series. Georgie Stone is episode 18 um, and and talks to young people there. Episode 10, Jack's Jackie Brown as well. Disability performer, queer rights activist. Episode 29, Penny Wong. There is so much great stuff we want to be showing, not just our little girls, but all of our children. Um, These amazing um, little series that are currently available for everyone to watch on the ABC. And that was was ABC Me. I don't think it was actually iView because the ABC Me is more of the children's... I found it. I went on iView earlier and was able to find it. They're on Brilliant. But we've run out of time. Have we? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, guess what's coming up at the woods? We've got to quickly thank Karen from... uh, Parents. Parents of Gender Diverse <laughs> Children and James from Proud to Play. Thank you, guys. Also, again, thank out to uh, Lizzie and Bowie for coming in yeah. from Fearless Movement Collection. Collective. Oh, yes, that seems like so long and, ago. And don't forget, if you do go on Wednesday and you've got your kids, they will be taken care of there. You'll get free childcare for that session. Yes. <laughs> and, and if you missed tonight's show, you can get us on on joy.org.au forward slash Family Matters. You can also get us on Family Matters uh, on uh, Joy. And from here, you can get us a Twitter. It's on Family Matters 94. And the Woods are coming up next, and they've got Steve Atkins from the Wolf Club, Woof. a party promoter. So wow. I tell you right now, the next hour is going to be mayhem. It's very be wolf. Wolf Good night, everyone. The life issues that, well, um, matter. Family Matters on Joy 94.9. You've been listening to Joy 94.9's Family Matters podcast, your light-hearted look at parenthood and rainbow families, sponsored by Berry Street. Did you know that Berry Street seeks members of our LGBTI communities to become foster carers? Not only do they have a proud tradition of training and embracing LGBTIQ carers, they officially support marriage equality. Learn more now at berrystreet.org.au, a proud Joy sponsor for over five years. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.